<laughs> hey, that's how I roll is back. That's right. That's how I roll. Theology Games, it's back. We got so much to catch up on. I'm Jeremiah Isley. I'm here. We're talking Kubitos. We're talking pandemic. We're talking life. It's That's How I Roll. Let's go. Buckle up. It's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. It, it's, I swear it's real. It's me, everybody. Welcome back. That's how I roll. I know, I want to say it was like a few months ago, but I just looked it up. It was August. <laughs> it was August the last time I did an episode. And it was just sort of like, hey... I don't know. I felt like doing an episode and okay, cool, but we're back. So the show is back. Theology of games. We're getting the gears back. We're lubing them up. We're greasing them up. We're getting them turning. And I am so excited to be back. The theology of games podcast made its triumphant return last week. And here we are. I'm a few days late on this episode long story <laughs> i misplaced the show <laughs> so i uh, it's a really long convoluted story but basically i changed the email address on the account that manages this show's feed and i had no idea what email address it was it's like an email that i don't use ever like maybe once a year and uh so i had to write the hosting service to be like i can't find my show can you help me and they did so that was nice of them anyway (laughs) so here we are show is back theology of games is back let me take just a moment in this intro to tell you a little bit about what's going on and what sort of the new vibe, I guess, the new take on Theology of Games is going to be. So you're going to hear That's How I Roll every other week. So I'm going to come to you. We're going to talk games. We're going to take talk live. We're going to talk new games. I'm going to hopefully bring some guests on. That's sort of my plan is really sort of dig into the personal side of gaming and gamers and everything, you know, surrounding this hobby uh, that we we enjoy so much. So that's every other week here. And then over on the Theology of Games podcast, I'm super excited about this. I actually, like two or three years ago, pitched this idea to the rest of the guys at TOG. And they were like, yeah, cool. I don't know how that's going to work, but sure, we can try it. And it just, it never did. And we've been on this really long hiatus. I can't believe it feels like it's only been, you know, uh, six or seven months since I was doing this. I looked it up. It's been like two years since I regularly published episodes. 2019, ladies and gentlemen, that was two years ago. How? <laughs> well, we 2020 is how. But uh, so anyway, back to the Theology of Games podcast. We were kicking this idea around. And the idea is, and we've done it, and it's super fun that the show is a game, right? So myself and my buddies, 
Scott Firestone and AJ Skifstad. The three of us go through the show and we're competing, right? So we have a lot of the old segments from the show that we do, like Fire and Ice and Fill in the Blank. And we're we're actually going to, this week, drop in some new ones, which I'm really excited about. But everything that we do, sort of, we can win each of those phases of the game or phases of the show. And you get to determine how that how that plays out. So if you go to theologyofgames.com uh, slash scorepad, there's a form there and it's it's got the episode embedded there so you can play it and listen along. And as you go, you can drop down every segment and pick a winner. Obviously, they're all me. You just, you know, if, if you want to save some time and just score them all for me, go for that. But the cool thing is, is you could do that. Fill out that form. It shoots us an email with who you want, who you want to win everything, uh, and and that's it. So uh, we'll come back at the beginning of every episode, read off the score, and then launch into a new game with new topics and new segments every other week. So you will get a theology of games podcast of some variety every week. Every hopefully Thursday, like I said, this one's a little off schedule because I what I, I don't know what uh, <laughs> what do you want from me? So there is our introduction of the show. We're back. We've got written content. I should mention that. So we actually just did a written review of Kuvitos from uh, AEG, our good friends at Alderac. Thank you. I mean, they're like one of the few publishers that are still just kind of in goodwill and good faith sending stuff our way. So I really, really appreciate that. And uh, with that, I'm going to move on to the word in the, on the street because I got a lot of stuff to share with you guys about just what's been going on in my life and professionally, personally, and all that stuff. So let's get to word on the street. Here we go. So the word on the street is this. Uh, we've been gone for two years, and there's a reason for that. Life has been really, really busy. Um, there's, If you listen some to the Theology of Games podcast, uh, Scott and AJ, they, they kind of talk a little bit about, you know, personally what's going on in their lives. And, you know, we've, I, we've been doing Theology of Games for like... Is it 10 years now? I, I don't even remember. I've lost track. So Theology of Games has existed for like a decade. And so I think some of it, we just maybe burned out a little bit. I know for me, it wasn't necessarily burnout, but it was definitely... I, I was having some feelings towards the gaming industry that I didn't like. You know, I love gaming. I love playing games and I love meeting the people that create them and publish them and play them. And, uh, but I know personally, I was sort of, it, it was hard, you know, um, it, just the grind of it. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time and effort and energy. And I also have, you know, other creative outlets, other, uh, 
I guess that's the best word, creative outlets that I really wanted to explore and sort of dream uh, pet projects that I really wanted to dig into. So, so I did. And what that got down to is I thought, hey, you know, I could do this other project and still kind of keep that's how I roll and, and TOG going sort of on the side. And I didn't really know what I was getting myself into uh, with this other project. And so it really took a, a heck of a lot more time than I thought. Plus, I was sort of burning out with the, the theology of game stuff and a million other personal things, including, you know, some deaths in the family and just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably get into that in a later episode. But it, it just seemed like a time to, to take a break. But I knew it wasn't over. Like we didn't just shut down and you know stop paying the hosting fees and make everything disappear because I knew we'd we'd be back. I didn't know if it would be a couple months or a year or what. I mean, basically turned out to be a couple years. But here we are. We're back. And so some of the things that I worked on that I'm I'm very excited about. Uh, was I jumped into the world of audio drama podcasting. So here we are. We're we're doing That's How I Roll. This is a really fun show, It's but it's a talk show, right? It's sort of quote-unquote nonfiction, and uh, it's this talk show format. I, I bring you some news. I bring you, you know, life and gaming and, and all that stuff. And it's great. I love it. It's I've always I've said multiple times over the hundred plus episodes of this show that this is sort of my weekly self therapy session, which probably would have really helped me over the last year if I'm being completely honest. But uh, I really wanted to dig into um, to audio drama because, as you know, if you listen to the show for any sort of length of time. I'm huge into theater. That's that's like what I do outside of podcasting. I, I produce podcasts. I have clients that I, I work with and I produce their shows. And I I work in live theater. So I do uh you know sound design and and create cues and foley and all that stuff. I do that for live theatrical productions. It's a blast. I love it. And I've, I've always been involved in theater just about as long as I can remember. And so for me, taking podcasting, which is something that I've really enjoyed uh, getting into, and then theater, something that I've always loved and always worked in for many, many years now, uh, it, it seemed to just be this great marriage of the two sort of mediums and art forms. And so I got with a friend of mine who is a, a script writer. He's a he's a playwright. He's had play, his plays performed like all over the country. He's very very talented writer. And I said I want to do an audio drama. And he's like, cool. What's it going to be about? And I said, I, I don't know. <laughs> and so we met and we discussed and discussed and discussed and finally sort of came to this idea of a show called Cryptic, and it is based on. Uh, the legends and the myths and the lore and the, you know, the cryptids, the these, you know, Bigfoot and Mothman and the Lake Erie Monster and the Loveland Frogman and all those things that are, you know, this 
this legendary backdrop in the state of Ohio, which myself and, and Adam, who wrote the show, uh, we're both from Ohio. We've lived here all our lives. So it's this show about these twins who have their own podcast that they inherited from their father who is recently deceased and they go out and they explore these things. And it turns out in the world of cryptic, of course, all of these legends are 100% true. Like they, they run into all of these mythical creatures and beasts and have encounters and, uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's been a great great sh- uh, show to work on. Tons of talented actors, uh, you know, good friends of mine who I've worked with. My brother is co-starring in it as well, and he's he's just you know, as long as I can remember, been acting and being a a nut and just lots of talent from from him and from the whole cast. And it's just been this really, really fun ride to do this. We just wrapped up our second season of that, which I am so incredibly happy to have done. And we're also, uh, we're, we're working on another show. So uh, Cryptic wrapped up season two, working on season three, but we're, we're launching another one. It's actually on Kickstarter right now. It's called Gabby and Scratch. And it is a show for the family. So like cryptics, like a, a really strong PG PG 13 kind of vibe. Like it's a little scary. It's a little creepy. Uh, I definitely (laughs) have, you know, designed sound effects of a giant sea monster squeezing somebody till they die and things pop and squirt and splash. Uh, so uh, Gabby and Scratch, definitely the opposite of that. It's very much for families with, you know, pre-K through, you know, middle school, very much a, a family experience. It's about Gabby, who's the angel that sits on your shoulder and Scratch, who's the little devil that sits on your shoulder. And they whisper in your ears to, you know, influence you and, and help you through your day, quote unquote, help you. And they... Uh, they are assigned to an entire family. So instead of like being one person, they're wrangling this whole family of five plus pets. And it's just, it's funny. The script writing again, Adam Hoffman's on that and it's great. It's hilarious. And we've assembled an an amazing cast and super just fun, excited about uh, getting that show going If you are at all interested in checking out the Kickstarter, the link is, of course, in the show notes or just go to gabbyandscratch.com slash Kickstarter and you'll find information there and a link that'll take you to the page and all of that. There's there's already three trailers for the show out there. So whatever your favorite podcatcher is, you can also check it out there. And I'll be dropping one of those trailers at the end of the show. So listen past the credits because... You'll get to meet Gabby and Scratch right as soon as the show is done. So that is, I mean, <laughs> that's a little bit about what I've been doing for the last couple of years when I've not been doing this show. But uh, I think that's enough of me for now. I could go on and on, but we got to talk about Kubitos from AEG. So here we are. Let's go do it.
All right, so here's one thing that I've been thinking about. Uh, it, again, I know it's been a while, but if you've been listening to the show or have listened to sh- the show in the past, I've really toyed around with what this drive-by review, what the the game review portion of, of the show sounds like and feels like, because uh, here's the thing. I don't want to make a show. I don't want to do a segment in a show that... I just don't want to listen to, right? Like if I wouldn't listen to it, I don't want to create that. That's not the kind of content that I want to put out into the world, right? So my, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what I think of Kubitos and I'm going to give you a very just overall feel of what the game mechanics are because I don't want to go through and basically read you the rule book, right? I just think that's boring listening. I will try to point out along the way certain things that I will, uh, you know, I think, hey, you need to know this about this game and how it plays because if you don't, it's going to trip you up along the way and you'll be upset. By the way, there's really not much in this game that would do that because it's a really accessible sort of quote-unquote non-gamer type of game. But in the future that's sort of how i'm approaching these uh, these reviews i actually have a really cool idea that i hope i can uh, i hope that i can implement but it's it's going to take a lot of effort but anyway we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later if that time comes i'm teasing you deal with it okay so kubitos kubitos is a racing game right so you have a a meeple, a figure on a board. The board is a racetrack and you are trying to get from the start line and make one lap around and cross the finish line, which is also the start line, right? That's it. That's the game. That is the goal. If on the same turn, you and another player cross that finish line, whoever crosses and goes the furthest beyond, then that's the tiebreaker cool so like that's that's the goal of the game the cool thing about it is there are four different boards that come with the game so there are four different racetracks they all have different quirks they all have different special uh i special spaces that you can land on they give you different things like some of them uh help you move and help some of them help you give you a bonus some of them give you more money so it's it's just really cool because they're all different flavor they're all different obstacles and there's four of them in the game you're gonna you're gonna notice a theme of high replayability with this game the cool thing about this game is it's a race game but it's also a dice game but it's also sort of like uh, a bag builder or a a car a deck builder or so there's this whole mechanism where you're actually building your collection of dice that you roll which then help you move but also help you buy more dice to add into your collection that you can then roll and then move and then buy so it's this really cool sort of multi-genre game uh, that uses 
you know, these different mechanisms that seem really familiar. Like if you're a gamer, you're going to be like, oh, it's totally cool. It's like kind of like Orleans or, uh, you know, Star Realms or some deck builder or bag builder where you're building up your collection. You're trying to get rid of weaker dice and you then it's like, oh, well, it's a it's a roll dice rolling game. I'm pushing my luck and I'm rolling my dice and I'm trying to move the farthest and get the most money so I can buy more dice. But it's also like a racing game where you're trying to cross the finish line and, you know, be the one first one there. So it's really cool. It's really fun. It's very accessible. I think dice rolling games are always accessible to sort of non-gamers or gamers who are maybe just a touch beyond like non-gamers, but they're not like Twilight Imperium gamers, you know, or like let's play six hours of D&D every week gamers. And racing games are the same way. They're they're very accessible because it, the goal is very clear, right? Get around the board and cross the finish line. So you, everybody knows it's very clear how you're supposed to win this game and why you're doing the things that you're doing. The cool thing about this is you start with a, a pool of dice that are pretty generic, but you also set up around the board, uh, gosh, eight, 10, I, I don't know. I should probably have exact numbers, <laughs> um, but there's all these different colored dice in the game and you buy those. But the cool thing about all every color of die is that there's a set of cards with each one of those that you select one out for every game, right? So one game, those icons on that dice do something completely different than they would the next game. And so the, like I said, the replayability of this game, super, super duper high, really, really um, great, great value for this game. Uh, and then, you know, the, the mechanics of it are pretty basic. You roll your dice. If you roll blanks, you bust, right? So after you have three dice that you sort of save and you bank, everything that you roll, if you roll all blanks, nothing hits, boom. Okay, you bust, and then that's your turn. But there's this cool like sidetrack. If you bust, you get to advance your marker on that track, and that gives you bonuses like you get money that you can spend or you actually get to increase your the, the number of dice that you get to roll on each turn, which is really cool because you can sort of add to that and you have higher chances of not busting. So there's this really cool thing where, you know, usually dice games, when you bust, it's like, I ruined it. I lost my turn. That's it. I'm done. But this there's sort of this reward almost for busting, which really helps even it out. And it really entices you to keep pressing your luck and rolling the dice and rolling the dice and rolling the dice. So I really like that about it. Um, you know, Firestone and I, we, we did a written review of this. It's over on theology of games, uh, right now you can click on the blog and, and read it there. We we both really liked it. There's so much variety. There's so many special abilities that you can assign to all these different colored dice and you know, four different race tracks and just everything about it. It's really really cool. And I wanted to point out that this game is designed by John D. Clare and John D. Clare is not known for 
doing race games and dice games. He's known for Mystic Veil, which is card crafting and um, uh, Space Base and, you know, all these games that have nothing to do with, you know, building a deck or building a, a dice collection or racing or, and he just, he just found another hit, you know, I, 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 edge of darkness is another like really deep, cool, immersive card crafting game where you're actually like, you have a, for those of you who don't know what card crafting is, you have a collection of cards that you, sl- they're like clear sleeves and you slide in other clear cards that have a portion of the card that upgrade it. So like the card continues to get stronger and stronger as the game goes on. It has nothing to do with rolling dice and, and that kind of thing. I, I just think, man, this guy, he, he found another hit and he, he went into a totally different genre. Uh, he went with a different theme, you know, this race theme with these cubes that are running around the board. Uh, I, just kudos to him. Kudos to AEG on this one. I really, really enjoyed it. And, um, I, I, I think if you are a gamer that's looking for something that's fun and medium weight, it's a really cool race game. If you like race games like Flam Rouge or Quicksilver, you're, you're going to want to check it out. Uh, but you're also, you know, if you have non-gamers that are sort of looking maybe like next steppy, they want to get into something a little more, then you, you definitely want to check this one out. So there it is. That is my quick drive-by review of Kuvitos from AEG Games. I really re- I recommend it. I think it's a lot of fun. And if you want to hear more from John D. Clare, you can go back into the archives of That's How I Roll check that out. I've I've got an interview that I did with him and uh, I think he's just, he's come, man, he's just a great, great designer. That's, he's really just given himself a solid place in the gaming industry with some really solid designs. So there it is. AEG Kubitos from John D. Clare. Go out, check it out. I think you'll like it. All right. Well, that music, you know what that means. Uh, I guess we're done. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks. We'll talk more about games and life. I want to know what's going on with you guys, though. I Here is the deal. From now on, I know I, in the past I've tinkered with like, oh, there's no feedback loop. Oh, there, we're, oh it's back. Oh, it's... The feedback loop is a permanent part of the show, okay? So what I need from you for the feedback loop is feedback. So here's my question to you. Obviously, a lot of people aren't getting together to game, rightfully so. How are you gaming? Are you gaming online? Are you doing stuff virtually? Are you using document cameras like my buddy AJ's doing? How are you gaming in this time and uh, I want to hear about that. So hit me up. You can hit us up on Twitter at Theology of Games. You can go and you can send us a message just by clicking the contact link on theologyofgames.com. Would love to hear you. We lost, we lost the TOG hotline. Google Voice took our number away because we weren't using it. So 
you have to you have to email us theologyofgames at gmail.com or you can use that link on the website or Twitter, Facebook, Theology of Games. You can do all that. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I had people back in August when I did that one-off episode like, oh my gosh, it was so good to see Theology of Games or uh, That's How I Roll back in my feed. It was really cool. So thank you if you're listening. If you're not listening yet, we're back. So I would really, really appreciate it if you... (laughs) If you gave it a listen again and uh, let's get this thing going, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much to AEG for the copy of Kuvitos. I'll be seeing you in just about a couple weeks or I'll see you over on the Theology of Games podcast next week. But I'm going to be working on this Kickstarter for Gabby and Scratch because I'm Jeremiah Isley and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe. Okay, um, I guess I talk to the... uh, All right, (laughs) yes. Hello. Children, it is so wonderful to be here on your collective shoulders. I'm Gabby, and I'm here to help you. Yes, uh, help you to make the right decisions. Do the wings give it away? (laughs) Well, they do that, don't they? So I'll just make myself comfy on your shoulders because we need to talk about a very important subject. (laughs) Scratch. No, we're not talking about... Uh, Scratch. That is so rude. (laughs) What? A guy can't burp? These kids like to burp. Burp if you think I'm right. Stop it. Stop it. Parents, (laughs) I'm so sorry. As you can see from the Horns, scratches. Here to help. That's all I'm doing. Being helpful. I like to think I give options, you know. Miss Goody here, no offense. None taken. Likes to tell you what to do and how to do it. But me, I... Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Enough of that. I was going to say, before the interruption, was... Toys. (laughs) Toys. Everyone has some toys, and they are delightful, except when they're left out. It's messy. Adults can trip on them. It's it's not, well, sparkly, (laughs) I would say. So my message today is to clean up those toys. Or leave them out. Let, Let them get stepped on, right? Mom and Dad can always buy more. And I don't know, maybe some might get broken. But have you ever seen an adult step on a Lego? The sounds they make. Wow, that's some high-class entertainment right there. Let Don't me... listen to him. He's a troublemaker. And you're boring. Boring? I'll have you know that I... I've... What? You... What? You watch out, mister, or I'll... <laughs> Throw that halo? Come on. I triple dog dare you. Back Gabby and Scratch on Kickstarter. Coming soon to Shoulders Everywhere.